Hey all you fitness junkies, this is George with American Medical Wellness. Have you ever thought about being a better you, actually getting in better shape, optimizing your performance in the gym, losing body fat, gaining muscle? We at American Medical Wellness are experts in helping you with all these things. So please give us a call, 702-347-7000, or visit our website at AmericanMedicalWellness.com. Hi, fitness junkies. I'm Dr. Leslie. MD Spa by Trim Care can take care of all of your facial aesthetic and body contouring needs. Book an appointment with me today at 702-718-7888. I keep saying I'll start on Monday. If Monday never comes, I go on a holiday soon and I really want a bigger bum and a smaller waist. Can you help? Look, if you want to come, Jim, make sure you put the work in. Someone to get fit, someone to get slim. Someone to start competing, but none of them just can't stop cheating. When their belly is full, they're still eating. Me, I practice what I'm teaching. They don't live what they're preaching. It's a lifestyle. What's up, FitFam? This is Giovanni of Geozoologic, your host of Fitness Junkies. I hope this show meets you in good health and spirits. And if not, I hope it inspires you to do something about it. Wow. I'm really excited here. It's been a two-year period. Nobody's fault, but she's finally here, and we're going to talk about a lot of things that have nothing to do with what you think, but they're really important to fitness. Um, Mandy, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes, two years in the making, yes. and I'm truly honored to be here with you today. Awesome, awesome. So, like I said earlier, everyone has a fitness journey, or at least everyone sitting in that chair does. Um, and you have a very interesting one and one that kind of ties so much together of what I believe in a, a fitness lifestyle. So go as far back as you want as a kid or whatever. How did you get into working out and fitness and how has that influenced your life? I love that question. I'm glad that you brought up going all the way back to a kid <laughs> because believe it or not, when I was younger, like growing up in the 80s, uh, my brother and I used to watch like Richard Simmons and all of that <laughs> right. stuff. So if that dates me, <laughs> I'm being very honest. No, I'm right with you. I was there. It's, the short shorts and everything. Yes. <laughs> and the big hair, right? Yeah. And my brother and I used to do his his workouts, like watching it on the TV. And then it grew into like Body by Jake and all kinds right, of other things. Right. So I've always had a love for fitness and working out and very active. I played sports my entire life. And then it's really interesting how things took a, a really big turn in my mid-20s after getting my degree in exercise science and living in Louisiana, which is where I'm from, South mm. Louisiana. Um, there really wasn't back then in, in the mid-90s, uh, there wasn't a big desire for people getting in shape. And if you know now, South Louisiana has one of the highest per capita of heart disease, which is really sad. But mm. people there aren't really into taking care of themselves. And so long story short, I moved to Las Vegas 23 years ago. I just turned 48. I have a 19-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son. And it took me a long time to get back into the whole working out here because after I had my kids, I went through my own weight loss journey. Mm. And I had gained, like, or I still had after having my son, I still had about 30 pounds to lose. Mm. And I did it in a very unhealthy way with very restrictive diet, starvation, like 
things, even though I knew, I didn't know, right? I, mm. I, I didn't realize the damage that I was doing, but I ended up losing about 28 pounds in, in that time frame. And I showed up at this like pool party to support a friend who was doing a fitness competition. And there was a lot of people coming up to me. They're like, oh, how did you place? And I'm like, um, I didn't, I never <laughs> have. They're like, you need to do a competition. And I'm thinking to myself, no way. I'm deathly terrified of the stage. And I was like, okay, well, maybe if so many people are saying this to me, maybe there's something there. But I had lost 28 pounds and really just like working out. And again, it was the unhealthy diets that right. I did to do that. Right. But then I decided in 2011, all right, well, let me just do one just for giggles. And so I did my very first competition. And believe it or not, I actually won my WBFF pro card the nice. first time I stepped on that stage. <laughs> and it was a really big shocker. Right. And, you know, in all of that, I realized like how unhealthy all of it was, to mm. be completely honest. The coaches that I had hired to really prep me, fine tune me for the last three months before I finally took the stage really did a number on my body. And mm. it was a very unhealthy relationship that I had with food. It, my digestion was off. I had sensitivities to certain foods that I would eat on a daily basis. I had metabolic issues. I got down to 9% body fat, but really and truly it was the most unhealthy that I possibly was when I stood on that stage. So then wow. it's been a whole other journey after that, but that's kind of been leading me up to, to partially till now. Wow. So I talk about that all the time, how, especially in today, you know, flash forward 12 years, 13 years, the health of the top tier bodybuilders is very questionable. Yes, um, it is. And getting into it because it's popularity, you've really got to at least have a good guide or a good coach that, that knows what they're doing, especially women, because your hormones are... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I love that you have a firsthand experience about that. And then um, talk a little bit a bit about, um, you know, back in 2011, there weren't as many supplements involved in women's bodybuilding, but now there are. Were there any at that time? Were we doing any diuretics or testosterone no, or Anavar nothing. or anything like that? Zero. Matter of fact, okay. like... I was so like terrified of that stuff. I was not, and, and my coaches luckily were all natural. That was never pushed on me. Um, that's one of the things that I loved, especially back then about the WBFF, mm -hmm. uh, was that there is all natural. Right. And I was like, no way am I putting any of that in my body, nothing right. synthetic. And this was before I went to holistic nutrition school. So there was none of that. Uh, matter of fact, how we did the water depletion was all with, you know, water loading and then slowly, you know, pulling the water and pulling the water. Like there was nothing else. Uh, everything was all natural back then. So I'm grateful to that, but it didn't diminish the, you know, uh, toll that it took. Yeah. And the damage that it took on my digestion, on my hormones, it still did a number on me. Mm. And you know, I, I was competing for two years. I placed number three in the world at the pro, pro level. And uh, even my husband, who's sitting here with, in studio with us, like before my last competition, 
I, five days before I ended up in the emergency room, I fell over. I was so, I, I had the four pack, literally abs, but my stomach was so distended that I looked like I was six months pregnant. Wow. And I ended up in the ER and doctors were like, listen, you're not allergic to anything. And they were like, you need to go on a liquid diet. And I'm five days out from a show. <laughs> I'm like, that's impossible. Like, how am I going to get my protein in? Right. And, you know, just, it was a really big ordeal. But that show, I, I said, you know what? I'm just going to finish what I started. Number one, to show my kids, hey, listen, it doesn't matter what you start. You never, ever, ever quit. And that sign is right behind your head. <laughs> and so I love it. It's so perfect. But I decided to finish what I started. And I did it for me. But then when I stood on that stage, gosh, I get emotional thinking about it. And I heard my husband and my kids you know, cheering for me, I realized, you know what, nothing in the world for me is as important as my health. Oh God. Yeah. And that was the moment that I realized it's time for me to retire. And so from that moment on, I went back to, or I went to holistic nutrition school, got my certification because I wanted to learn how do I heal my body? And then how can I help other people do the same? And so for the last 10 years, that has been my passion, really like helping people heal their body. And when I have prepped women for, you know, whether NPC or WBFF shows, I learned how to do it in a healthy way that doesn't do the damage that I did to my body and mm. still in an all natural way. There's no diuretics, no nothing like that is not even part of what I would do, what I would recommend. And if somebody doesn't want to coach with me for that, that's okay. Because I know the damage that that can do to our hormones and our body and long-term metabolism, that there's just so many other ways to do it in a natural way. And it's just, you got to find the right coach that's going to help you do it in the way that's in alignment with your beliefs about your body. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so important that message, um, to get out to people that are watching this because they'll see you on Instagram or whatever and they think, oh, wow, she's just got it all together. Look at her. She's gorgeous. Look at her, her family. Everyone's, it's all pretty. But the journey, the, the straights and the crookeds that you went through and the things that you've learned, and I think I, you mentioned it on, on Dr. Leslie's show about sharing your experiences to help others yeah being in service um is so important to i think what you do and what i do um so it's great to hear that you it wasn't just hi i'm here <laughs> no not by any means and right. you know i i'm i'm quoting lisa nichols i absolutely love lisa nichols and you know our stories is not our story is not ours mm. It is for us to give to others. We go through all of those challenges in life, all of those experiences that become part of our journey and part of our story in order to share it and relate to other people. Mm. Because listen, believe it or not, imperfection connects. I'm not perfect. Perfection disconnects. I am by far perfect. And I want to share with people my journey and hope that it relates to someone else and inspires someone else you know, maybe going through different parts of where I did in, in my own journey. Yeah. So you have a, you said a 15 year old boy. I have a 15 year old son and a 19 year old daughter. So I know, I don't have any kids, but I know that as a personal trainer and coach that I always try and say, you know, I, I, I've went through it so you don't have to. 
But with children, <laughs> why, why, why does the human creature have to experience it firsthand? Oh, I don't know if that's just stubbornness, you know, or the, the, the ego. I, it's a great question, but it's really funny. I, I laugh because it's so true. Like we try to tell our son, hey, you don't want to do this because here's the consequences and you don't want to do this because here's the other consequences. And if you do this, then and it, yes, do they hear part of it? Sure. Probably most of it goes in one ear and out the other. <laughs> but I think back about when we were growing up. If right. your kid, if your parents told you don't do that, guess what you did? You like, oh, well, if they tell me not to, let me just go see what happens if I do. Right. And so I think it's just part of our human nature yeah. to test those boundaries. And, and as a parent, I can only lead by example. And that's one thing that I really learned raising a teenage daughter through, you know, social media being like, this is their reality and their comparison. And so when my daughter was, you know, in high school, now she's in college in Spain, but when she was a in high school, she had some really big, like, n not only comparisons to mom, because mom's a fitness pro and right. my personal trainer, but also to that social media reality. And, you know, building that belief and, and going, you know what, I just got to lead by example. Because if I lead by example, I'm showing my kids instead of telling my kids. Mm. And that's a big one. You know, even with families today with like eating healthy, it's not about, oh, my kid needs to go on a diet. No, sorry, but you need to go on a diet first. You need to get healthy and show your kids how to do it, how to live that healthy lifestyle, and then let them follow in your footsteps. And so we as parents have the opportunity to truly step into what what example do I want to be not only for my kids, but for future generations? Mm, yeah. Very good. Very good. So you got into fitness, uh, you know, and it's so weird, you know, you're doing co competitions and it's, it's the oxymoron of the world. You're super fit, but you're super unhealthy, but you pivoted and you got into holistic um, healing and nutrition and you stop personal training and how, where did that turn come in? I love that. And you're right about people see that picture because people see the picture of me when I won my pro card and placed third in the world and I was 9% body fat. But honestly, Gio, I was 113 pounds. I was literally so unhealthy that when they called my name on that stage to step up and grab, you know, hey, you, you, you know, here's your first place, you know, in fitness, I couldn't even move because I was cramping on my calves so bad from the dehydration oh that if I took a step forward, I knew that I was going to fall because my calves were just going to give out on me. Right. So I look kind of dumbfounded on stage <laughs> when they announced my name because I literally was like, I can't move. But that people see that and they think, oh my gosh, I want to look like that. And for me, it took a long journey of not only healing my body, but healing my mind, because I would always go back and compare myself to that picture. And like, I don't look like that. Oh my gosh, I need to lose weight. Oh my gosh, I've got fat and rolls and everything here. It took me years to heal my mind around that body dysmorphia. And so mm. I, I really like to share with women, is that achievable? Yes. Is it maintainable? Absolutely not. You know, no woman can stay lo looking like that year round. And that's when it took that really big toll on my health. And so I pivoted, like you said, went to holistic nutrition school 
said, I'm going to take my, I'm going to be my own health advocate. First, I went not, I've always had a passion for helping others, you know, and I was a personal trainer for many years, but I needed to heal me. And I knew that the only way, again, it goes back to leading by example. I've got to be the example before I can say, here, you do this, but I'm not going to do it. Mm. So I fell in love in holistic nutrition with the gut. I went into the whole gut health specialty. That became my passion because that is really where I was suffering the most was in, in my digestion. Matter of fact, I couldn't have eggs for two years. Wow. Two years. And eggs was like a staple in my diet. Gluten, Mm. dairy, eggs, and even chicken. It took me years to heal my gut enough to be able to process that food. So that's when I started understanding what does our gut need and going into the whole gut health and then how the gut is tied into the gut-brain connection and our mental wellness as well, you know, with people feeling depressed and, and low serotonin because I also suffered with a lot of that as well. So it took me a long time to understand and to dive in and to study and and to not only be my own health advocate, but now step into the role of being that for other people. Mm. Very excellent. Um, So talk to me more about your discovery of the microbiome and how it's connected to mood and so much things that people don't understand. And I know this is new to a lot of people, but people like myself and you have been aware of it, setting it for many, many years. Um, talk a little bit more about the connection. I love this. And this is the part that I totally geek out on. Like I get giddy geeky <laughs> about it. Um, my husband calls me the gut health geek, but I really geek out on this stuff because most people don't understand that how our gut and our brain is actually connected. And as we were an embryo, it was one. And then as we grow into that fetus in the womb, it starts to separate, but it stays connected through the vagus nerves. And the vagus nerve is the second largest nerve in the entire body next to the spinal cord. And so this nerve, the vagus nerve is a two-way highway, is I, I kind of like to mm-hmm. highway freeway that connects the gut and the brain. It's not just one way. And so many people aren't realizing that yet. It is definitely coming to the forefront of science, medicine, nutrition about that gut-brain connection. Because I didn't know back then that 70% of your immune system is located in your gut. Mm. 70%. So if your gut's not functioning, you don't have a very strong immune system. And then on top of that, the the serotonin and the dopamine, 90% of our serotonin, which is the happy hormone, the, the hormone that literally makes us feel happy is located in our gut. Like it's produced in our gut. So if our gut microbiome, if that it's full of like processed foods and unhealthy fats and things that our body doesn't need, then our body is not going to produce the serotonin and dopamine. Serotonin is our happy hormone. Dopamine is that motivation. And so when people are depressed and, and having anxiety and not feeling motivated, first thing I do is go to their gut. Let's have a conversation about how your gut is performing or how do you have any gut issues? And I would honestly say 100% of people say, oh, well, I've got gut issues. Well, then there's your problem. Let's fix that first and not just, you know, go see a doctor and cover it up with, you know, antidepressant or anti-anxiety medicine. Let's fix your gut first and get your body functioning at optimal level and producing the hormones and and everything that you need to be happy. And as far as like how that two-way communication goes, it's so fascinating 
Because if our gut is off and not producing the serotonin and dopamine, we don't feel motivated. We start craving things. We, we don't feel like exercising. We might be more moody towards our spouse or our kids. We might be stressed out and overwhelmed because we can't deal with it. And then our brain now comes back and tells our gut, slow down. Like, and, and it starts, it right. communicates the opposite way. Right. So all of our choices on a day, our behavior, our mood, our cravings, our motivation, all of that stems from the gut and the gut-brain axis. So when we can heal the gut, when we can get the gut functioning properly, and then our, our choices will start to change because internally our body is signaling in that two-way communication different things, and therefore we take different actions and have different choices and attitudes and behaviors. It's so fascinating how right, this works. Right, Um it reminds me of, of something that uh, Tony Robbins said about, you know, how you can see people that have like a plan or, or a, a regimen or, a, you know, a, a, a practice. And I know probably now more than ever, you're, people are coming up to you and you can actually see the dysfunction that you must do. You can just look at someone and go, talk to me, sister. Yeah. You're going to tell me a problem and I can already tell you what it is. <laughs> yes. And majority of the time I ask, so tell me about what's going on in your gut. And people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, listen, tell me what's going on with your gut. <laughs> and they'll start telling me all of this and I'll start diving in and asking questions. Right. And that I show them and tie that in to exactly how they're feeling, what they look like, everything, because it all comes from the gut. Yeah. And so when, when we can help that not only digest food properly, when we can help it absorb the nutrients, uh, then people's, the, the gut microbiome starts functioning properly. And then again, it starts releasing and producing those hormones. And then you're like, wow, I feel like a completely different person. And so it's not just the food that we eat. It's so much more than that. And, and people think, oh, okay, well, I need to go on a diet. Actually, just to let you know, I am anti-diet. I hate the word. <laughs> it makes me cringe um, because a diet is based in deprivation. And already people are overfed and undernourished here in this country, especially in this country. So when we can really focus on what else is going on? Why are you craving those foods, right? Why are you having such a hard time getting away from sugar? Why can you, you know, look, something's going on, but let's go to the gut and fix that. And then people will start to feel better. And then again, they make those choices like, wow, I'm really not craving all that sugar anymore. Because we teach people how to balance their plate, eat uh, to blood sugar balance, protein, fats, and carbs every meal. And then when we keep that blood sugar stable, now your muscles get fed, your blood sugar is balanced, your body is not stressed internally anymore and storing you know, more fat. And then your body starts to actually feel better. And it's like, ah, okay, right. I'm really not craving that sugar anymore. I'm not right. craving you know, the pizza and the burger. Not to say not to have it. We live the 80-20 rule. But when you, in a physiological way, help your body and support your body to eat properly, then your body is no longer going to crave those things. Right. And, and in the simultaneously, we can heal the gut properly through certain things. And then your body starts absorbing those nutrients that it's not getting. And then that's when it literally changes the chemistry in someone's body. Right, right. So how did 
fitness and your journey through competing and and dieting um how has that created the place where you're now at with your business and your your speaking engagements like where did all this collective energy lead you to it's interesting because all of a sudden it like happened and we're like, wow, like, you know, having the opportunity to speak on these different stages about nutrition, about uh, the gut, about the gut brain access, about mental wellness, because mental wellness all comes from our gut too. It all just kind of happened. And I think that, I don't think, I believe in my soul that all of those things not only were necessary for me to be able to share my story, but it's necessary for us to find our purpose through that pain. You know, through all of our struggles, we find our purpose. And as I went through all of that, I started discovering about myself, wow, how passionate I am to help people with this part. And it kind of took its own evolution. And then it, when you really step in that power and you find your zone of genius, uh, then that's when the opportunities come in and everything aligns. And now we get to work from home. We're very, very, very fortunate that we have retired. We actually both have one celebrity client each, and that's the only people that we train. The rest of it is all about like coaching and online. And we get to work from home. And from there, uh, we've been able to impact so many more lives than just training client after client in the gym. Right. Because my husband and I were both personal trainers. We actually met at the gym here in Vegas um, yes. about 10 years ago. <laughs> but it's interesting because, again, we were in alignment, our vision, everything. But we used to work eight to 10 hours every single day in the gym, both of us, client after client after client. And we were so burnt out. My husband had a job at night in the service industry. He'd come home at like midnight. He literally had one night off every month. One. I got to see my husband and be a family one night off a month. Wow. And then it just got to be a point where I, I, we can't handle this anymore. And I would go home while he was at work at night and I'd write hours of meal plans for our client. And it, it, we just came to this realization that we're like, we're here, we're here to make a massive impact. And we just weren't in the right vehicle to do it. And now that we've been able to evolve our business and now show other people how to do this through social media, now we're not only able to impact, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives in the last couple of years globally, but we've also been able to show other people, especially you know people close to my heart, like personal trainers and nutrition coaches that are struggling, that there's a way to be able to to do this online, especially the last three years, everything has gone online right. and be able to have that time flexibility and the financial freedom that we weren't able to have years ago. And I think it just has all come in, a, in its own evolution, not that we've gone out and seek you know, um, set to seek anything. Right. It's just when you are in your purpose and when you're in alignment with your heart and your mind and your body and your soul, things just start, opportunities come. And it's just, are you willing to take a look at the opportunities that are placed in front of you? And so what is this new platform or business called and, and how do people get in contact with you about, with it? Well, actually, we ended up partnering with a company called the Mental Wellness Company. And the reason that we aligned ourselves with that, because it was all about the gut and the gut-brain connection, it, it literally it was in pure alignment with everything that we've believed and, and taught and educated on for the last 10 years. So to be able to align ourselves with that and, and be able to offer people that help and support and be able to coach them through that, 
it's just really amazing. And I mean, I'm on social media as Mandy White Escalin. I kept, you know, when I competed, my brand was Mandy White. And then, you know, luckily I got married to the man in my dreams. And, you know, I kept my name because that's part of who I am. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, that is who I was for 40 something years. And then, you know, added my husband into the mix. So, nice. yeah, nice. Man, Mandy White Escalin. But I'm on I'm on all platforms and yeah. I do a lot of educating because I feel like people especially like when you go into these Google holes, like it's so easy to get lost with all this overwhelm of information. How can I spoon feed and bite-sized piece education and information about the gut and nutrition to people and provide value? Because I didn't have those resources, you know, right. 10, 12 years ago. And how can I use that knowledge and experience and, and really help others and, and just give and, and provide that value and education so that they can become their own health advocate as well and choose differently. Yeah, it's... Hi, fitness junkies. I'm Dr. Leslie. As people reach their fitness goals, they tend to lose collagen and elastin in their face, which makes them look much older than they really are. Here at MD Spa, we have many different services that can rejuvenate your skin and make you look younger than you ever thought you could. If you'd like to explore how we can help you achieve your facial aesthetic goals, Schedule an appointment with me at 702-718-7888. Hey, fitness junkies. This is George Majorano with American Medical Wellness. We are experienced in male and female hormone optimization, peptide therapy, stem cell therapy, and IV therapy. If you're looking to improve your health and wellness, please give us a call, 702-347-7000, or visit our website, AmericanMedicalWellness.com. The reason I'm doing this podcast is because the same reason of... How do you scale yourself or you two as a couple and what you do? You have to find a way to reach more people because the one-on-one -on -one is just too taxing. Too oh, yeah. taxing. Oh man, it's so it it is. It's so taxing. Like we would go, I would come home crying. Like I can't train another client today. I literally could not right. have the capacity in my brain right. to do anymore. And then yet I still had to uh, not had to. I got to be a mom, and I get to be a mom, and I get to write you know meal plans for my clients. But the capacity was capped. There was right. literally nothing else that we could do. I mean, we were every month, most months, believe it or not, even with both of us pretty much working two jobs, there was always more month than there was money. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's so many personal trainers and nutrition coaches and life coaches that are struggling with that same thing. There's only so much that we have the capacity for. So how do we duplicate ourselves? Mm. How do we duplicate ourselves and, and still have, have what's in alignment, that big vision to make that impact around the world? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I see the, how fitness has influenced your life. Um, I believe there's some destiny going on there with fitness and finding your man and all that. Where does faith and your faith come into the whole thing? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> I believe faith is a big thing because it's gotta be, you know, faith over fear. There's so many times in my life, and I'm speaking for me, that I let fear stop me for a long time. And believe it or not, in my fitness journey, in competing, I had to overcome a lot of fear. 
you know, pushing myself to the limit, standing on a stage with the terrifying fear of being judged, mm. like in a bikini, like that was <laughs> deathly, paralyzingly terrifying to right, me. Right. And so I had to overcome that. And how I did that was through my faith, mm. how I was able to overcome those fears and not let that fear stop me from doing the things that I said I was going to do. And I know that I see so many people just let that fear of trying something new or doing something different stop them. But I go back to the faith, right? I go back to my faith and go, you know what? God, the universe, whatever you believe has my back. It might not be in my timing. It's going to be in his truth. <laughs> and, you know, the more that I can also give to others, I know and trust that God and the universe is going to give it back to me 10 times, 10 times bigger. And that's exactly what's happened is being able to give to others, you know, it's, it's comes back to us in so many different ways and opportunities and, and monetarily. And I'm so blessed and so humbled and grateful for that. And I think that's the other part is being grateful for all of those things, all of it, even the bad, even yeah. the challenges, being grateful for that is going to provide, open the opportunity for more to show up in our lives. Yeah. And coming from that, you know what, I trust. I trust him. I trust the universe. I trust that this is leading me to where I said I was going to go as uncomfortable as that might seem at times. Having that faith over fear is going to help guide you and keep you taking one step, one foot in front of the other to get you to where you say that you want to be. You got to have that faith to get you there because sometimes your fear will literally stop you in your tracks. And it tried to do that to me many times. And there was times 20, 25 years ago that it did. Mm -hmm. It stopped, I allowed it to stop me in my tracks. Like moving here to Vegas, that was that was literally, I did it with knees shaken, you know? Right. But it's brought me so much more by busting through that. And I kind of look at, I mean, faith and fear, I'm, I'm looking at them together. But think about a, a balloon, right? When you blow up a balloon, right? with your mouth, whatever. But when you let the air out, it is not the same uh, size as it was prior to, was it? It's never going to go back the same. And it's kind of like every time that you step into that fear and you have that faith, that balloon gets bigger. And it, when the air does come out at some times, it's still never going to be as small as it used to be. Mm. Every time your faith grows, every time your mind expands, it gets bigger and bigger, and you're never going to go back to the same as it originally was. So it's always growing, and it's always having that faith, knowing that I know that this is my purpose. And the clearer that you get on what your purpose is and what your, your, your purpose on this earth is, the more faith that you're going to have and the less fear that you're going to have. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So I've been trying to have faith in the world that we now live in, but it's been very difficult with the things that are going on in our schools with children, with, with being politically correct, even talking about it. It's, it's, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. it, it seemed to coincide with COVID and it's just gone crazy. And I really feel for um, parents with young children and having to navigate this world that we live in now. Um, you have a daughter. I don't know if she's an athlete. And the whole thing with men or men that are identifying as women now playing in women's sports. Yeah. Um, how do you feel 
let's first talk about that. And then there's some other topics that I want to bring up as well. You know, when I saw that the other day, I, I actually got like choked up and emotional because it sends such a, a, a sad signal. And I am very much, honestly, I am very much a supporter of the entire community. But when it comes to something like this, I believe that what choices or those decisions that are made, that crosses a line for me. Yeah. And as a, as, a, as a woman, as a mom of a daughter who is athletic, I just, and those younger generations coming up, I look at it as a very sad thing because it just changes, it's gonna shift things in such a dramatic way for upcoming women athletes, you know, even growing up as kids, I just feel like it's really unfair to them. I, yeah. I really do. And it's yeah. it's sad and it's such a big controversial and it has nothing to do with my love, respect, you know, for the LBT, the, all, the community, right? Like right. I just say the community, all the letters. All the letters. <laughs> I, I don't get you be who you, you do you. Right. Love is love. Right. I have no problem with that. But when it comes to affecting how our children and upcoming generations are going to be in terms of sports and equality, I don't feel like that is necessary. Maybe we have another category just for them. We've got right. men, we've got women, and we've right. got the other, the, the in I right. don't want to say the in-between, but something else that doesn't affect the women and the young girls playing sports and growing up because it is going to change how our country really is divided. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I, I just... It just doesn't make sense, but I think a large part of the problem is, is everyone's so afraid to speak up mm -hmm. and get canceled or ridiculed or whatever, being labeled as a, a transphobe or whatever it is. And it's like, we've got to speak up. We've got to take our platforms and wherever it is and, and try and fit a space in there to, to, to let the people, I think the majority of the people feel this way, but they don't know that everyone feels the same way because everyone's, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm with her. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there's times where I've even been afraid to speak out. And, you know, I've made posts over the last couple of weeks on things like this. And it's it, people are like, oh, you're like this gay hater. I'm like, no, I right. have family members that are right. gay. I love right. them. Right. I, I wouldn't change that for anything in the world. Right. And I've got close friends that that are trans. It doesn't matter to me. Right. I love them. I honestly, right. with all my heart and soul, love them. I just look at the sports and this uh, this arena. We have to speak up. Yeah, there has to be some other solution other than just what was decided for us for us women and yes i'm a woman and i'm sure you agree but us us women we get to speak up about this yeah. because what happens so what you get canceled honestly like that's not a fear of mine at all i feel like i'm here to stand up for what's right speak my truth you know impact and and help other people and i i want to get other women to to do the same because there's got to be a solution there's got to be a win-win or some compromise that we can make here because i don't think that they are looking at the long-term effects we're talking for from this point and generations from now right. that how this is going to affect women in sports and women women overall right. honestly in yeah. every aspect of yeah. life 
questioning like what is a woman like I, I just I don't get it where did we come how did we get here <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure maybe there is like can we have they, they have their own categories and they compete against the men and the women right why not you are your own person like maybe they have their own category yeah. and it doesn't have to be lumped into women or men what if they have there's a third category you know a, a right. third gender that competes in sports you know, that, that they get to compete against themselves. Right. Right. Or, or you can compete against women if that's who you're identifying with, but your scores aren't compared or you're not competing against their scores because they're a genetically all their lives a woman and it, they, we're just not equal. Not equal. I mean, the hormones itself, and you know, yeah. in the fitness world and nutrition world, yeah. there's a big difference in your hormones and my hormones. Yeah. There is nothing that we can do about it. We can, you know, like, yes, in that, in that situation, there's hormones that they can take. But when you still think about it, there's an advantage from birth yeah. that us women do not have. Yeah. We don't have, period. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that, yes, I believe in the equality, but why does it have to be that you know, the women are the one that suffer in this situation and the decision that was made. Yeah, it's just, it's like, I, I don't know. Um, and then the whole Target and Bud Light and all that Ooh. stuff. It's just like, if I had a kid, a young kid right now, I would probably go homeschool routing or something. Like, it just, I, I, yeah. I mean, coming from my generation, you know, I grew up in, I, I'm, I was born in the 60s, so... It's like, this is like, what? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And I was born in the 70s and like none of that went on. You know, when you say about the Target thing, like I made a post and it, it got like some backlash and like really nasty comments, but I think it was mistaken. My big issue is the Satan part. Oh, the Satan part is the part for me that crosses the line for me, right? Like uh, the Satanic part. That for me, because I am so faith based and, and my heart is in my faith, I don't agree with that part. You I know, that that's the part. Yes, I believe in you have whatever you want. You do you again. You do you. But it doesn't need to be projected onto our kids. Um, expose our kids. Yes. Teach them. Sure. But to to um, influence them in a satanic um worshiping thing that draws indoctrination yes. thank you that draws the line for yes. me that i'm not okay with that because i think about my you know grandkids my future grandkids and and that generation like what is what is it going to come to you know and in all honesty so many times it fires me up like i'm getting fired up now <clears throat> but i also think about I, I've got to do me and I've got to lead by example. And I, I have an opportunity, a platform and a voice to show the world what's possible in my faith, in nutrition, in impacting the world. And I can only hope and pray that people will latch on to that positivity and mm -hmm. that message and me be a light, like a lighthouse. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to be the lighthouse and whoever wants to come into this port and, and follow me and follow us, 
you know what you're going to get. You know where we're guiding you to and, and the faith and the positivity and the love and the, the health and the compassion and the mental wellness. You know what you're getting led into. And so I can only just continue to be that beacon of light for other people and, and shine as bright as I can so maybe others will see you know their way out of the dark. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good, good place to be. So... The other thing, um, I, I like to talk about non-traditional fitness things because us people that believe in a fitness or a healthy lifestyle also live in the same world that everyone else is. We, mm -hmm. we don't have some kind of, we have armor, <laughs> we do in a sense, because we have good stuff in us and all the activity in life that we bring to the table, but... The other subject is this, and it's, and it's really targeting younger people, so you'll be probably fired up about this as well, the whole manosphere and this whole thing about, I don't know if you're familiar with all the, the, um, the men and women thing about, you know, being a G guy or being this kind of certain type of man that you're, that you have to almost be toxic masculinity but it's just ridiculous like this high value man thing you found a man and i think he has high values and i, I kind of want to get your take if if you have one on what's going on there and what what's happening with that it just seems like it's all about money oh man it's interesting to see how convoluted things get yeah but for me, it's going back to the core values, whether it's my amazing soulmate, whether it's friends, whether it's mentors that I choose, whether it's whoever I choose to be around me, I go to core values. And I want to surround myself with people who have the same core values as me, right? Respect, honor, integrity, compassion, um, you know, what are they, faith, right? Like I go to those core values. And that was amazing when I met my husband. I mean, he wasn't my husband then, but when we met as trainers in the gym, the I asked him to a coffee date first. Nice. <laughs> and we kind of go <laughs> battle about this story, but I asked him <laughs> to a coffee date first. I did. And we sat down at that coffee date and we basically, as friends, laid everything out on the table. Hey, here's what I've been through. Here's the mistakes I made. Here's what I learned. Here's what I want. Here's what I don't want. Like literally that coffee date ended up being like three and a half hours because we talked about real things. And then we saw when we peeled back all those onions, the layers of the onion, we saw that our core values and our vision and our purpose that we believed, even though it hadn't come to fruition yet, but everything was in alignment. Mm. And that was when we were like, wow, those, cause when you get down to the core, when you get down to the core, not what, not egos. And just to be completely honest with you, that was one thing I never wanted to date a personal trainer because right. the it's stigma. the stigma of the <laughs> egos and, yeah. and oh my gosh, like <laughs> I would literally go train my clients and leave. And cause at the time I was a single mom and I would go train my clients and leave. I did not want to talk to anybody. I did not want to, don't even, yeah. People ask me on a date, but I was right. like, yeah, no. Right. So when I was ready was when I asked Sami out for um, that coffee date. Hey, do you want to go grab coffee? When I was ready, because I, for me, it's, I don't like the egos. Let's put the ego aside because to me, ego stands for edging God out. 
Mm. and put the ego aside. Let's be real here. Let's be raw. Let's be real and talk about the things that are in our heart, not money. I don't like flashy things. Great. You got a cool car that does nothing for me. Right. I want to know what you're made of on the inside. Right. I want to know what's what what do you believe? Like, what are those, you know, five to ten core values that you are unwavering on? Right. And so whatever other people do that to me, that's on them. I really do a really good job of blocking all that noise out. I've got a purpose and a mission here. I've got an amazing life. I am so grateful for my life, for my kids, for my family, for my friends, for my mentors, for all of my opportunities. I just block all that noise out as much as I possibly can and go, how can I stay in alignment with myself? How can I surround myself with the right people? Because we are a sum of the five closest people to us. Mm -hmm. And there's been times over the years that we've had to divorce people from our lives. Yep. because they were not in alignment. They were out of integrity. They like they did not have those core values. So now we look at everything surrounding our lives. And, you know, if you surround yourself with five millionaires, you're going to be the six. It, and look on the opposite end. If you surround yourself with five people who are negative and all they do is gossip and talk about what's going on in mainstream media and all of this, then guess what? You're the sixth of that. Right. So our friends and the people we surround ourselves with are a reflection of us. And so we get to choose. And I personally just get to choose who I put around me, what I pay attention to on social media, what I, what I don't watch mainstream media. So I, it's a choice. And again, it goes back to what are your core values? Is that important to you? Does that fit into your core values? Right, right. Um, but I guess there's another layer of it when you have teenage children, though, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That's that must be super challenging. <laughs> I've been very blessed. I think having a teenage daughter, you know, going through all of that was that was the toughest one. My son, 15, he's grown up because my husband, myself, my ex-husband, we've all done personal growth development. And so these kids have grown up around that kind of mindset work. They've mm. grown up around the beliefs and givers gain and win-win and, you know, a lot of those things. So we've worked really hard on instilling those core values into our kids. So I am very fortunate. I have some really amazing kids. Nice. And it's because leading by example, the work that we've done and the work that we do as co-parents to guide them and show them what's possible. Again, it's all we got to do it first and let them follow because yeah. success leaves clues, no matter if it's in business, in life or kids. We get to be that example first. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So let's get back to I want to I want people that are watching to get something to take away from this as far as gut health and some of the basics that they should do to start down that journey. Um, things like, you know, do you poo every day? Do you, what, what are the basic nutrition? So you, should you get tested? Like what's the, what's the path that if someone says, you know, I'm, it's always been my guys and my mood or whatever, what should people do? That's a great question. So there's so many places to start, but one of the things that we do is we have a 21 day metabolic reset where we show people how to take the foods that are causing all that inflammation in the gut and just put them to the side for, for a few days. Let's, let's heal the gut. Let's let the inflammation come down and let your body start digesting and absorbing again. 
and 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 I'm a very big advocate for probiotics. We have a very specific ones that do specific jobs in the body, not just taking, okay, I took a 5 million, you know, probiotic. Well, that's right. like dumping, you know, shotguns. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you don't know where they're going to land, right. but, but doing something that's very intentional because first thing is inflammation and inflammation is a silent killer. If our gut is constantly inflamed and our body is constantly in this stress fight or flight mode, it causes inflammation, you know, and that leads to health issues now and, and disease. Now, doctors are great at curing the symptoms of diseases. However, we like to go to the root. We go to the core. And I know that's kind of the theme here in our conversation, but we go to the root of everything, which is all in the gut. Let us heal that because when we can do that, then the body will naturally start to reverse itself. The, the body will also prevent things from happening. And so inflammation is a big one. Um, let's, let's get the inflammation down in your gut. Uh, the other thing is I do recommend if you've got things going on in your gut, go do that food sensitivity test. Why? Because now you're going to know what foods are you constantly putting in your body that your body is screaming at you or trying right. to say, stop. Right. And a people don't Amber, listen. are you listening? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, good. <laughs> she needs your help. <laughs> oh, I got you, girl. So that that's the thing is when people don't know what's causing that inflammation, if we can take the things out that's causing inflammation, let your body go, oh, okay, I can function again. Then we'll slowly put those things back in. And now it's so interesting to see, you know, when people get their food sensitivity test back, they show it to us, we're able to go, okay, well, you see, you've been having this, this, and this, and you wonder why you've got leaky gut and IBS and all of those other things, and you're tired and, you know, you, your serotonin and everything is low. So now we're able to come back in and, and heal it naturally through food, through balancing protein, fats, and carbs, through the right types of probiotics and, and supplements that's going to actually heal that gut and get that gut microbiome back in balance and that diversity balanced back out so then the gut-brain connection can work again. So there's a lot of things that you can do, but, I mean, we wrote a program um, that, that honestly went global. It went global and it's changed. That's what I mean, hundreds of thousands of lives, and it's something that I'm so passionate about because it's the anti-diet because we don't deprive your body anymore of what it needs. We give the body more of what it needs and less of what it doesn't need. So then inflammation goes down. You feel better. Your joints hurt less. You have more energy. Your body recovers faster. You don't have any brain fog, which by the way, brain fog comes from your gut, brain. not your brain. <laughs> so we can help people navigate that and what steps to do first. Um, and to get their body back at an optimal level and get their mental wellness back at an optimal level. Cause like you and I, we're not suffering with, you know, stress or, or well, I should not say that we're not suffering with depression or, or anxiety. We're already high performers, right? Mentally and physically. How do we take that to optimal? How do we take that to another two or three levels? Mm. And all of that comes through the gut and that gut-brain connection. And it, it excites me to do that. But then there's other people who are suffering. There's 37 million Americans on antidepressants and, uh, and, and anti-anxiety medications, which those medicines, by the way, suppress your body's own production. It also damages your gut. So I feel like I've got 37 million people that I get to educate and help right. that are begging for something like this and how yeah. they can get their body to work for them and, and, and work in their favor again.
everyone always likes to know what my guest what's their daily what what do they do like let's let's talk because i believe sleep's really important as well so mm-hmm. talk to me about um how much sleep you get and then what's a day in a life look like as far as what you put in your body great question sleep is so important i I really work hard on getting at least seven hours a night, at least. That is our body's time to repair itself. That is literally when your body can go and, and everything goes and works while, like all the construction goes while, <laughs> right, while right. you're sleeping. Right. And also for your brain health, like mentally we need that as well, but sleep is so important. So I, I seven hours is probably my, my average, but usually when I get up, I do some breathing work. I get my nitric oxide going in my body naturally through a breathing. And by the way, nitric oxide is the molecule of life. We cannot survive more than five seconds without nitric oxide, but we can survive five minutes without oxygen. So nitric oxide is what holds open those blood vessels and starts pumping all the blood and oxygen. So starting out with breathing and setting my intentions and gratitude, first thing before I grab my phone, before I I will not, the times that I do, it's interesting. If I grab my phone first, I go into reaction mode for the day. And it sets my brain on like, ah, And so I know that I take a step back. I'm like, I'm going to take care of me first. And I do my breathing and I do my intentions for the day and I do my gratitude. And then I go into my day and I do train my one client um, probably five or six days a week. But I might, I will usually have my shake with all my superfoods and collagen and everything for my gut to get my gut and my digestion starting for the day. And, and, and then I have my happy juice, which is the specific probiotics and phytobiotics that helps my gut produce more serotonin and dopamine. So now I've already set myself up to win for the day. And then I train my client and then I, I will usually get a workout in after that, or if I'm not training her. And then I have probably five or six small meals a day Okay. to be completely honest. Okay. I do. I know that if I have too much gluten too many days in a row, my body's going to get triggered. My digestion's not going to work as much. I'm very in touch with this. So I'm listening to it. I'm like, okay, yeah, yesterday was Memorial Day. Well, actually, it was Sunday that we kind of ate for Memorial Day. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, my body is not happy, but I know I had, for the first time, I had Detroit style pizza, which that was a new thing for me. I'm like, what? I never even knew that existed. Right, me neither. Okay, so good. I'm not the only person. Everybody's like, yeah, you never heard of Detroit style? I'm like, no, never. But my body feels it. And mm. it's interesting within 24 hours of having something like that, I feel a little less energetic, a little bit more lethargic. Obviously my gut, I have like, oh, this doesn't feel good. But on a normal day, I, I do my best to avoid that. I believe in moderation, everything in moderation, including moderation. And <laughs> with that, I will have my lunch and I love, especially during the summer when it's hot, I love salads full of all kinds of vegetables and even avocado and feta cheese and fruit and, and protein. And so I'll have something like that for lunch. And then in the afternoon, I'll either have a shake or like some Greek yogurt with um, some berries or something and then dinner. And then I even have a like a snack before I go to bed because you also don't want to go to bed hungry. That's one of the things that you don't want but it's about what you put in your body before you go to bed Right, is the key. It's right. what you put in your body before and what you go would to you bed. Give me an example of what you might have. Um, one of my favorite things is this uh, chocolate plant-based protein with some coconut milk yogurt and a little bit of almond butter. And it makes almost like 
a Nutella, <laughs> but a healthy version. Right, and then I'll right. have that with like some apples or I'll have some um, lactose free cottage cheese and some pineapple. Or I'll have another Greek yogurt with like some uh, little like a nut cluster like uh, mix on the top of it. So healthy fats and protein before I go to bed, I try to keep my carbs a lot lower. Okay. But the body needs that. And then I have my omega-3s and antioxidants before I go to bed so that while I'm sleeping, my body can go into that rest and repair mode. And because we can't get everything from our food naturally today, because our soil is overprocessed, our food is processed, our soil is overturned, excuse me, and our food is overprocessed, and things ripen on the way to the grocery store, there's still things that our bodies need. We cannot get from food alone. Right. We cannot get it from food alone. Right. And so that's where I'll supplement with like the right kind of liquid, liquid superfoods and antioxidants because I can't get that from my food. And I know that if I don't get it, and that was one of the things that I learned when I was competing and on those harsh diets, I wasn't getting the important micronutrients. I was getting my macros in every day, but I wasn't getting the important micronutrients in, which is your vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and antioxidants. And that's when your body goes into these deficiencies and all of these things start haywiring when your body doesn't get what it actually needs. And it's not in macros, it's in the micronutrients as well. And so I make sure I learned like I was not only vitamin D deficient, but I was vitamin B12 deficient. Like there were certain things that my, I wasn't having enough omega-3. So right. there's so many things that I learned over this process that I'm like, listen, here's why you need to have this. Right. And I'm not saying, it, I'm saying it for your own good because people don't know. They're like, oh, I eat all organic. And I'm like, great. That just means it doesn't have, you know, pesticides and herbicides. Right. That doesn't mean it has everything that your body needs. It might look pretty. But did you know that if you wanted, if you took a bag of spinach, get this, from like 1980, um, and you look at that micronutrient breakdown then, you need 12 bags of, of spinach today to, make, to, to match equate that. Wow. that one bag from 1980 because wow. our soil is so overturned. I don't know about you, but I don't have time to eat 12 bags of spinach <laughs> in a day. So that's where supplementing with the right kind of things right. really does play an important role because we can't get everything from our food today. Yes. And we our bodies still need things. Our bodies need things that we can only get externally. So I'm just a very big advocate of, you know, balancing your plate, protein, fats, and carbs. And, and carbs does not mean like pizza and all of that. Like, I right. mean, we're talking vegetables and fruit. Right. I used to be afraid of fruit, you know, I was right. like terrified. Like when right. I was competing, I was like, oh, right. I can't have that again. <laughs> right. You know, but I had to work on my relationship with food. Right. And so we teach people how to balance their plate. So food becomes their friend mm. and you can live with food freedom and not be afraid of, oh gosh, I'm going to gain weight. And I've even helped a lady, bless her heart. She weighed over 300 pounds. I helped her lose 125 pounds by eating more, by eating more, not less. She was only having one to two meals a day, right. but by teaching her body and resetting her metabolism, I was able to help her lose that 125 pounds by eating more food because we were able to get her metabolism up. And then, you know, that changes someone's life. Yeah. It's life changing yeah. and a different mindset and relationship with food 
that you're not coming from this diet. No, I need to pull more away. I need to eat less. I need to eat less. No, actually, the biggest complaint we have is people are like, oh, that's a lot of food. I'm like, good, just keep eating. <laughs> right. Keep you away from the crap. <laughs> yes. Crowd that out. And it is. It's, right. it's actually crowding out right. the bad stuff. Yeah. Because then you're not going to crave any of the bad stuff anymore because now we got your blood sugar balanced. Now we got your metabolism working in your favor. Now we've got everything going and your muscles are fed and your body is no longer stressed. Your cortisol levels have come down. You don't really care about that stuff anymore. Right, right. That's awesome. You're awesome. You're a wealth of knowledge. Um, so what's going on right now? Do you have any conventions or anything coming up soon? Or how just how do people connect with you and your message? Oh, thank you. Uh, really, reach out to me on Instagram or okay. Facebook. That's where I'm the most. And it is not a bot. It is not an assistant. It is me answering, <laughs> taking the time because I care so much to answer those questions. And finding me, like I said, on Instagram and Facebook, Mandy White Escalin. And Honestly, I've got, we've got a convention coming up in September. Um, I have a couple other small speaking events. I'm going to be doing a TV show in uh, June, and it's really about um, kind of the same thing, but really diving into the gut on a deeper level and really helping people. I mean, I just feel like I finally found my voice. And I'm not about to shut up either. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for making the time today. Um, I think that our audience is really going to get a lot from this episode. So thank you. Thank you so much for, for, you know, being so patient. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't anything. I'm glad that we were able to finally connect and it was my honor to be here. And I truly hope that, you know, people find some value, some little nugget that they can take away because it's not about being perfect. It's about being 1% better every single day. Mm. So what's that one thing or that 1% that I can make a different choice on, or I can choose differently or have a different mindset around 1% better every single day. Nice. Well, let's end on that. Again, thank you for coming in. And FitFam, this was a good one. Share this with your friends. Write a review. And until next time, I'm out. 